Welcome to the Radical Flow podcast. My name is Angela. Radical Flow is flow that's on a mission, and that mission is to create a much better reality for us all. Welcome to episode 38. Today, I want to tell you an inspiring story that happened to one of my teachers, Hari Jap. And Hari Jap, if you happen to be listening to this podcast this week, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Thank you so much for all of the influence that you've had on me, for all of the inspiration that you've given just by sharing parts of your life. And so I want to share that now with everyone else this week. I want to share something that he did that not only blew me away, but left a really important teaching for me that in this moment in my life, I'm leaning into pretty deeply. So here it is. It was back around 2011. I was in Sedona co-teaching in the Kundalini Tantric Yoga teacher training. Hari Jap was coming in from Phoenix to teach the 3HO portion of that training. And during the training, his son, Connor, was walking across the road at college and he got hit by a car. He ended up in the hospital and he ended up in a coma. Now, as you can well imagine, when the call came through, Hari Jap jumped in his pickup truck and drove from Sedona back to Phoenix, where his son was, and spent the next few days with his son. Now, as his son lay in that coma, Hari Jap did something that absolutely blew me away. You see, now I'm going to backtrack. In Hari Jap's life, he started a morning sadhana. Now, sadhana means personal practice, so that means that every day, Hari Jap would rise from his bed, and he would get on his mat, and he would do a practice every single day. And I don't mean, you know, pretty much every single day, or most weeks. I mean every single day. Now, we're talking about him being in this 20-some years of this practice, this daily practice. And so now here he is, facing this extremely scary and deeply emotional and painful experience of his son being hurt in a coma, not really knowing what's going to happen when he comes out or if he's even going to come out. And what does Hari Jap do? He gets up every morning and he does his practice. Now, I don't know about you, but I think for myself, I'd be truthful to say that that would be probably one of the first things I'd drop I'd drop the practice and I'd be in what was happening. But Hari Jap knows. He knows from personal experience and he knows from his conviction and understanding of the teachings at such a deep cellular level that the practice itself is so important to not only himself but to those around him that he supports. Now, of course, that's not the only thing he did. He gathered people all over the globe to do Satnam Rasayan healing for his son. And not to keep you hanging, Connor woke up from the coma and is completely fine. And what a blessing that is. But prior to that, Hari Jap made the drive back up the hill to Sedona from Phoenix about four days after the accident so that he could touch in with the teaching and ensure that we had what we needed to keep going. Well, I was co-teaching the tantric practice with my friend David, 
And so David and I, of course, were covering the whole training while Hari Jap was away those four days. But when he drove into the parking lot, you could feel him coming. And when he walked through those glass doors and stepped onto the carpet to join us in our circle, the whole room vibrated. Hari Jap's body was in this big, massive, vibrational field, a field that was being tuned and maintained by his practice. Not just his sadhana practice, but his ability to bring his mind back to neutral. He wasn't trying to push away or you know, not deal with the emotions that obviously, as a father, he was dealing with. The fear, the worry, the sadness, all of it. That was there too, but it was held in this container of immense strength and discipline. Amazing, hey? I know that David and I turned to each other and looked at each other with the same knowing look when Hari Chap walked in that door because we could feel palpably the fullness of what he was going through as he was letting it raw and real vibrate out of him without any form of censorship or lockdown or repression or restriction. He was fully in it and he was also completely contained. It was amazing. So why am I leaning into that teaching so much right now? Because I'm watching my mom, who's aging, start to fail in her health pretty rapidly. Now, I don't know if you know, but I moved in to take care of my mom about 15 months ago. And just in the last mm, probably three weeks, and more particularly in the last week and a half, her health is declining really rapidly to the point now where she can't be left alone, where her nights are filled with anxiousness and worry and she doesn't want you to leave her side. She's dropping weight really rapidly and fast. And the whole while this is happening, I can feel that image and that presence of Hari Jap's example all around me telling me, keep up, Angela. Keep up with your patterns, keep up with your practices, keep up with your neutrality. Let it all come up, let the emotions come. If there's tears, let them come. If there's worry, let it come. But lean right back into your own structure. Now, those of you who've been following the podcast for a few weeks prior, you also know that we're jumping into our developing discipline immersion. It starts on Saturday. Well, today's Sunday, you're listening, so it will have started the day before this podcast. We're just really opening up now. And my wonderful, beautiful cohort in this creation, Jen, you know, obviously came to me and said, you know, maybe we could postpone this if you want uh, and push it down the road a bit until things kind of stabilize in your life. And I looked at her and I thought of Hari Jab and I thought, no, no. Now more than ever is when I need the discipline. You know, it's so easy <coughs> for us to say, and <coughs> excuse me, and I've, I've been one to say this a lot myself, it's so easy to say, you know, now is not a good time. I just, I just have to get organized first. You know, first, you know, things just have to settle down in my life. Like, I don't know if you can relate, but I, I say those things a lot. And now more than ever, I realize 
No. Now is the perfect time for developing discipline. Now is the perfect time to lean into structure and stability in order to navigate my life in whatever shows up. Because if the last few years has taught us anything, it's that ultimately we really don't have a lot of control. Things happen, shit happens. The only thing we can control is how we show up in the experience. My friend Tannis is famous for that statement. The only choice is how you show up in the experience. Well, I want to show up in this experience with my mom, able to really fully support her the best I can, and take really good care of myself, take really good care of my clients, make sure that my life still maintains some form of balance so that I can still get sleep, make sure that I have enough help that it doesn't fall on my shoulders and I burn myself out. I am watching this beautiful 90-year-old woman slowly coming to grips with the deeper effects of aging and the potential of what's actually happening here for her. I'm watching all that she is now facing and going through. And I want to be there for her in every way that I can to really hold that container that allows us to just be living the life we're living. We've spent so much time trying to stuff down or hide parts of ourselves, trying to be what the advertised version of success and happiness is, and it's all bullshit. What's true is what's really happening. What is happening in your life right now? One of the other things that is easy to pick up when you train with teachers like I have, like Hari Jaff and Shraddha and, and so many others, is that yoga and practices and morning sadhanas, well, they don't just end when you step off the mat. It's your whole life. Your whole life is a meditation. Your whole life is a practice. Your whole life is a breathwork experience, really. I mean, really, you start breathing, you end breathing. That's life. And so why do we put off doing the things we know that will be good for us? Why do we think that we have to calm down the storm before we can really learn to move in it? It's backwards. So if you're listening, Hari Jap, thank you. It's just one of the many fine, amazing examples that you've taught me in my life. And I am so grateful to you for it. And now I'm doing best I can. I'm, I'm emotional, I'm happy, I'm confident, I'm clear, I'm rattled, I'm tired, I'm centered, I'm wavering, I'm all of it. And I'm developing my discipline at the same time, building the structures that will help me navigate anything in my life that comes my way. Now, one last thing before I close off this nice short little podcast this week is it would mean the world to me if you would just take a moment, close your eyes, take a breath, and drop into your own life. And as you drop into your own life, just realize that whatever's happening, you can handle. You do have what it takes, and there are ways for things to get better. 
And then the next thing that I would really love if you would do is after you take that breath and you reflect on your own life, if you would just send a loving wave of peace and calm towards my mom, I would be so grateful. All right, that's enough for this week. I wish you an amazing week. And as always, thank you for listening to the Radical Flow podcast. It really does mean the world to me. And until next time, we will see you in the flow.